This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. One of the big rewards, we get to go to Milwaukee again next Monday night. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G with you on a Tuesday. It's Futures Day here on the show. We're going to get to our next guest who specialized in those. We'll get to our lightning bets coming up in just a little bit. Uh, and we'll touch on the finalists for the American League and National League Awards that were put out yesterday by Major League Baseball. Right now, though, let's go back to the guest line here. Joining us at the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line is Ian McDonald from CRG Futures. The Phoenix, a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. Ian, welcome back to the show. Before we get into big picture stuff and and what your thoughts on win totals, NFL, NBA, all that, uh, you had a listener question about kind of your betting strategy you wanted to address. So here's the floor and, and tell us what you're thinking. Yeah, I thought it was uh, interesting. Uh, the last time I was on, somebody reached out to me afterwards, and they asked, um, because uh, we've given out some longer shots, uh, he asked if that's all I bet in the futures market. And I started thinking about it, and I thought, well, the times I've been on, a lot of, there's been a lot of times I've given out 30, 50, maybe 100 to 1 type shots instead of maybe some favorites. And so I thought it was a good, this would be a good platform to be able to answer that. And what I th- was going to tell him was, because it might help some other listeners as well, was I try to, I try to uh, look back five, ten years, maybe with some player awards or whatever it might be, and see if there's patterns, um, trends with some of the awards, and see who fits uh, those patterns or trends and who the voters might be going for. And then uh, I'll look and see if I can find some guys that fit the criteria. And if I happen to find some guys down the board, maybe that have a little upward mobility, um, then I'll go ahead and bet them. Of course, I do bet. Um, some favorites, and I've got one here that I was going to give um, a little bit later. But uh, I do bet them. But like I said, if I can find some longer shots that I think have a pretty simple path uh, from where they are to the award, maybe it's an injury to, to a key guy, maybe it's a tough schedule, they can you know, prove themselves, whatever the sport might be, then I try to look for a path or, like I said, maybe some history there. And if it happens to be a long shot, it happens to be a long shot. Um, but like I said, I do bet some futures. I bet both, and I really don't have any kind of – one, you know, one thing or another, I mean, really set criteria. So it's just kind of, you know, who I think has a little bit of value on the board. So the reason I give out long shots too is because on the show, uh, the types of listeners you guys have, maybe the more casual betters, um, they may want a you know, longer shot where they can 10, 20 bucks might win them, you know, 500. You know, they may want a 25, 30 to one type guy. So that was one of the reason was because of the listeners. Yeah, and it also creates for some good conversation like, look, this is what I'm looking for, and this player way down the board has a path, and not a lot of people are talking about it. And you could take that, and you could, you could work it with some other players. So, yeah, 
if we're not talking about something, it doesn't mean we're not betting it. You know what I mean? Like it's just yep. we're also doing doing a show about betting where we're trying to teach people to to try and find value at all times. Well, what about and you? Know what I think is Joe. Can I add? Can I add one thing real quick there? Yep. What I try to do, and I think that this is very hard to do. Okay, and I I've, I do this obviously, you know, 365 days a year. I think it is hard to take the betting number next to the player and remove that and then compare resumes of players without that betting number in your head and you're knowing, okay, yeah. this guy's a three to one, this guy's 15 to one. I already think that the three to one guy has the advantage and I, I there's a bias towards him. You know what I mean? Uh, it's like in the Heisman. You look at a guy like CJ Stroud or some of these other guys, then you look down the board. Drake May is a guy that I've got at 100 to one who's having a better year than, you know, just about every quarterback in the college. Uh, but it's it's hard to take that where he plays away, and it's hard to take the Ohio State bias away, that kind of thing. So even when we try to play like kind of a blind resume game, it can still be difficult even for the people like us that do this all the time. You know, it's I think that that's something that adds to it. That can be tough. I mean, yeah, just a quick side note. Uh, the MLB finalists came out yesterday. And, you know, you being a regular on the show every couple of weeks, we've talked about a number of these players. It, we haven't addressed it yet, but it's funny. We have a lot of bets that we've talked about on this show that are in that fi- our finalists that are not going to be announced winners over the next few days. So uh, that's, that's, that's going to be frustrating this week when they go day by day. Announce the winners like, ah, oh, second place, ah, oh, third place. When, when we get 40s and 50s, but you hit one of those and it makes your year for the futures better, right? Absolutely. I mean, that happened last year. Not only we had the long shot with uh, Robbie Ray, uh, but we also had during the season. The, I had the Salvador Perez home run uh, chase with five hundred to one, you know, which was a, a big ticket. Um, and I don't know if last year was the first year that they did that, where they just announced the finalist. But I remember seeing that and thinking, okay, um, they should be announced two weeks later. And I'm like, what is baseball waiting for by doing this? You know, I mean, it was, it was, uh, it, I don't know. I, I thought it was a, a poor job on their part. And so to see them then put it off a couple more weeks, because now we've got to sit through Robbie Ray at 250 to one and Bryce Harper at 80 to one, you know, and some of these other guys. So yeah, it was, uh, I'm with, I thought ML poor job with that. I, that was, um, that was frustrating. Ian, let's talk some NFL here. Um, offensive Rookie of the Year, it's interesting. You know, Brees Hall went down a couple weeks ago. We said out here on the show, it feels like the whole thing opened up all over again. It was like the season was starting in the end of, at the end of October. Now we got a couple running backs, young running backs, Kenneth Walker, uh, Pierce down in, in Houston that are, are looking pretty good. What's your read on the Offensive Rookie of the Year market right now? Yeah, again, it's, I got a couple of things that we're going to talk about, and this is one of them. I would say right now, if you can find some uh, Kenneth Walker uh, still at plus money, and I saw him in a couple places um, at plus 110, plus 120 in that area, this may be the time to grab him. He likes Kenneth Walker, um, offensive rookie. Obviously, the number a month ago was insane before he kind of took the, the reins. He's really good, and he's their closer. It's, I was looking the other day, Joe. His fourth quarter numbers are incredible. Like when they have a lead late in the game, he closes the game. I agree with Ian that if he stays healthy and continues this, if he's going to end up as the rookie, the offensive rookie of the year, he's. I think he's kind of just it's rolling now with Kenneth Walker, but he's a running back, so you worry about injury. I like it when I uh, agree with Ian. I don't like it when I disagree with Ian, and I disagree with Ian right now. But I'm just looking for some value. 
Um, right. I talked. I hit on it last week, and I bet it on Sunday. And I'm actually surprised where we are with the number right now on Garrett Wilson. I think there's some chemistry forming there between uh, Wilson and Wilson, and you can find Garrett Wilson at 25 to one. You, you can get the potential New York bump. Um, obviously, the big upset that was a statement game. They can be in the mix for the for the AFC East. I, right. I could see Garrett Wilson making some sort of a, a Jamar Chase type run like he did l- late last year in the second half. So I, I agree with your Kenneth Walker uh, take there. As long as he stays healthy, it, it makes perfect sense. Uh, Jets, I mean, rather the Seahawks already hit the win total. So they're, they're over on that one. Um, exceeding expectations, uh, and a lo- that's a big part of this award. It's not like Olave had a big night last night. He had an opportunity to really jump up there in the top two, but uh, – we did not see that from Olave, so I, I'm on Garrett Wilson, but I, but I'm betting a better number. Uh, Kenneth Walker, if he stays healthy, it's probably going to be him. That, and that that was part of my thinking with Wilson. Uh, running backs just get get uh, injured at a higher rate, and we've got a whole half of the season left to go. Ian, are you there? No, probably not. Okay. Okay. We'll get it back. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> hey, well, why, why don't we go over the, the MLB finalists, yes. which are going to be announced, announced next week. And, I mean, we, t- we spend like six months talking about this. A- yeah. And I mentioned that um, with Ian quickly, that we have a number of finalists, and we do. It's funny, going over the list, I'm like, oh, we, we got him at 40. All right, we got him at 50. Are any mm-hmm. of these actually going to win? And Joe G, I'm thinking that we're going to run into some tough luck here. Uh, let's do the AL. Uh, well, we'll hit on both MVPs quickly. That's the biggest one. AL side: Jordan Alvarez, uh, Aaron Judge, Shohei Otani. Did not bet any of them. Judge is going to win, right? Judge wins. Uh, crazy part is, in any other year, all three are, have MVP resumes. It's just Judge was so yep. good that the other two will not win. Okay. Uh, National League side. Goldschmidt, Arenado, Machado got Arenado at forty to one. Arenado's not going to win because his teammate on the Cardinals, Paul Goldschmidt's going to win. Agree? Did, agree. Did you ever end up taking Machado late at like seventy five? You talked about it. I talked about late. it. I did not. I did not. Okay. I thought he had a pretty strong case, but I did not end up doing it on Machado. I think. I think Goldschmidt wins anyway. Cy Young Award, AL side. I've talked this, about this one a lot because of uh, on the score with all the White Sox fans. I was always a question that I'd go on for my sports betting segments. Dylan Cease, where is he in the odds? Is he going to win? Dylan Cease, Dylan Cease. Well, Cease faded at the very end. Like There was a time when I thought he was going to win the award, maybe about a month left in the season. But uh, it's going to be Justin Verlander. Manoa is also a, a finalist. Cease, Verlander, Manoa. Uh, Verlander gets his, gets his trophy, and he's going to get his Cy Young. Little surprise, no Framber Valdez in the top three. He he, remember his odds fell at the end of the season. Uh, Obviously, the postseason's in my mind too because he pitched excellent. But just going back to the regular season, it looked like he pushed his way into the mix and maybe knocked Manoa out. But obviously not. He's not a top three finalist. I I think there's such a gap here with Sandy on the NL side that I wasn't quite sure who the other two finalists would be. They are free to Nurius. Very anticlimactic here. Yes, Al- Alcantara is going to win. Um, 
How about the rookie of the year? We were in on all three of these guys over the course of the year on this show. Jake loved Julio Rodriguez early. Uh, yeah. We all loved Rushman second half of the year. And I think the opening day we talked about Stephen Kwan. He's a really good player. And he's going to finish third in this. But all three of these guys we talked about at, at, at pretty good numbers as the season, like the beginning, all the way to the end. And this is the one that's going to hurt the most because I think Rushman's going to um, finish second. We got an incredible number on Rushman at the, at the All-Star break, right? Mm-hmm. What was that? It was hate. We talked about it every day for like 45. two weeks. When it was in the 40s. 45. Yeah. 45. Yeah. Like it was like 50, 40. It, was, it took a long time for it to dip down. It's going to be another one of these where we got a finalist. How many do we have in this 40 range? We got Arenado. We got Rushman. We got Strider on the National League right. side. I also think we have Ian on the phone here. Ian, you with us? Uh yeah, I think I might change the name of my Twitter handle because the uh, namesake just played with the mouse and cut me off. The little one uh, got on there and uh, dropped the connection, so I apologize for that. Dan <laughs> failed at uh, babysitting today. That happens, Ian. It's, it's quite all right. Things happen here. All right, Ian, let's, uh, let, let's go back to what we were talking about earlier. You had Offensive Rookie of the Year thoughts. We probably have time for maybe maybe one or two more here. So let, let's go to NBA because the NBA season is starting to really get underway now. And with baseball over, we'll, we'll move more to that. Give us your thought. MVP, NBA, give us give us a guy you're looking at. Again, like I said, another favorite. And I'm not thinking, uh, you know, too deep here. And, and I've got a reason for doing this. It, it's Giannis. And, uh, see where you can find him now. It's uh, down in the, you know, 250 plus 300 range um, is where it's been. I haven't looked real close this morning, but I thought this was, he would go one of two ways this year based on last year's loss. And I am a, a former Bucks season ticket holder. Uh, I had him a few years ago, so I do know a little bit uh, about Giannis. Um, I thought that they were either, A, going to do some load management with him this year and try to preserve him for the playoffs, although I think you saw that backfire on him last year when Game 7 was on the road, or it was going to be, B, he was going to get in the gym and add something to his game or add, do something to his body, you know, whatever, or both, whatever it might be. And he was going to come out and make an effort to play in 82 games uh, and take this game, I thought, even to another level. And uh, so I thought it's going to go one of two ways. So I put a little bit of money on him um, right at the start of the season when it was still 7-1. Uh, uh, to one. And I think he's still a play now because with nobody else emerging other than Luca up, up there and the Bucks having the best record, uh, I think he's determined to get the one seed this year. And I think you're going to see him do some pretty special things this year, talking about Giannis. Ian, Ian we've got a minute left. Uh, can you squeeze in your angles for college football and basketball? Yeah, I can. Uh, college football, the uh, <clears throat> one of the things that I was looking at for the NCAA football was with the playoff um, – kind of coming into form, two things. Number one is take a look at um, some playoff teams that may win their conference uh, that are just, you know, it's long numbers, 50, 60, 70, maybe to win the national title because chaos always reigns, you know, here late in the season. And also take a look at the Big 12 because I think there's an opportunity maybe with Baylor. Baylor is uh, two games back at TCU right now with three to play. However, Baylor plays Texas, TCU, K-State all in the last few games of the season. They uh, control their uh, death, destiny that if they win the three, if they get one extra loss from TCU somewhere, then they'll have the tiebreakers. TCU is a seven-point dog this week at Texas. Uh, Texas plays Baylor on Black Friday. So you can find Baylor anywhere from 
plus 600 around there to win the conference. Either that or maybe you do a three-game money line uh, and you just roll it over from game to game. That may pay you a little bit more. But take a look at Baylor to come back and win that Big 12. Great stuff. Ian, we always appreciate hopping on. We'll do it again soon. Check out Ian McDonald at CRG Futures. That's his Twitter handle, at least for now. Go check that out. That was Ian McDonald at GetMyPhoenix.com. Guest line, the Phoenix is a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to the best of the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. It's been a big Futures Day discussion. I'm sure we'll have some futures lined up for you next, right here on the BetQL Network. <laughs> We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. <laughs>